Hey folks, I'm Colin Gray and this is PodCraft. Hey folks and welcome to another episode of Series 3 of PodCraft. This is the series where we're looking at creating a peerless podcasting website, so creating an excellent home for your podcast on the web. Uh, self-hosted WordPress websites. That's what we want. We want to be owning our website, making sure that we have control over everything to do with our podcast. So yesterday we looked at uh, podcasting plugins. So that's looking at how we actually deliver our podcast to the public via subscription, via RSS feeds. So that was pretty much a really essential step. Today we're going to be looking at themes. So today we're going to be looking at how to customize your website so that it really stands out, how to make your podcast look a bit unique, um, how to make that website just pop, just make people want to come back and view your content after they've looked at your uh, after they've listened to your episodes. So the whole principle around this is themes. As you know, from uh, earlier on in the series, we're working with the WordPress platform. And if you haven't heard of WordPress before, WordPress is a ridiculously popular platform with a huge community around it. And because of that community, uh, there's a huge range of themes that have been built for WordPress. Now, to explain what a theme is, a theme is essentially a skin that you put on the website. So it's a set of design files that uh, include images, include um, controls over how a website looks that you install on your WordPress website that makes that WordPress website look in a particular way. So there are hundreds and thousands and thousands of websites out there running WordPress, but they all look very different. You do have some that run on the default themes, so you've got the very basic themes, but most of them have their own unique themes, and that's how this works. It means that you can you can get in there, you can change the design, you can you can buy themes from elsewhere, you can get free themes from elsewhere, you can basically make your site look how you want it, and you can customize those themes in future as well. Now, what I'm not going to do in this episode is actually go through particular themes um, and recommend uh, really specific stuff because every website really wants uh, their own theme. They want something unique. They want something to make them stand out, as I said at the start of the episode. So my aim here is to really explain how themes work, the principle behind them, and I will recommend a few theme frameworks and places to get themes uh, so that you can find some decent, reliable places to find good quality themes. Now, quality is quite a big watchword with themes, and that's the reason I want to go through this, because themes have a big effect on your website in a few different ways. So obviously, they determine how the website looks. So they determine exactly how your website comes across to um, to the public. They, it determines how your website works to the public as well. So your theme determines where certain elements appear on your page, how people navigate around your website. So... <laughs> To explain, that means first impressions. It means whether somebody's going to stay on your website when they first appear. Does it look nice? But also, does it have longevity? That usability aspect. Will people come to your website, like the look of it, and then start to navigate around and find it easy to use? So you get some themes that look really nice, but actually they're ridiculously hard to use. They're quite hard to customise. The navigation just doesn't work very well. And you get other themes that don't look so good, but actually the navigation and usability is really good. So what we're really looking for is a theme that has both. You're really looking for a theme that impresses with its looks, but is also customizable and the navigation and the usability is really nice as well. So the usability aspect really comes down to a couple of things. It comes down to navigation first off, which I've mentioned. So how many menus does your theme offer? 
Does your theme just have one main menu that it offers you editing over or does it let you have two or three menus? You can usually determine this pretty quickly if you um, have a look at the demo of a theme. How many navigation bars appear? Does it have options to um, look at the about page, the contact page, that kind of thing? Uh, maybe at the very top of the site, but also have a main navigation a little bit below that, which lets you uh, link to categories. Does it then have navigation in the footer as well? Look around the demo website for that theme and see how many places you can uh, place navigation bars and menus. And we're going to look at navigation tomorrow. That's going to be a big thing tomorrow to look at how to set up that navigation. So this is an important aspect of the usability of a theme. Look at how it offers that navigation. The next aspect is calls to action. So you really want to be able to tell people or guide people in a particular way. Your podcast will have a particular aim. Uh, whether it's a business podcast, so you're trying to direct people to your services, whether it's a company podcast that you're trying to direct people to a particular product to buy a product, or whether it's a hobby podcast that you're trying to get people to download maybe a, a book that you've written on that project or or that um, that concept, or even just to get people to subscribe. You just want people to actually subscribe. So if people find the website organically, you want them to subscribe to your feed. These are all calls to action. These are all things you want people to do when they come to your podcasting website website. Even things like signing up for your email list, that's quite a common one as well. So you want people to do something that keeps them in touch with you, that either um, gets them to complete that act, that thing that you want them to do, buy something, or gets them to keep in touch so that you can then push other things on them as well in future. Now when I say push, I don't mean push as in sell, as in a bad thing, but I mean actually give them more value. So tell them about new episodes, tell them about new things that you're doing, you know, give them that stuff that they will they will like, that they will value, that will give them extra, that will make them like you and make them become bigger fans of your show. So the thing here to look out for in themes is whether that theme offers call to action boxes on the front page. So is the front page just in a blog style format? So it's just post, 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 post. Or does the front page have some options to add in widgets or boxes? Or does it have different elements on that front page that you think you could add in particular things that might guide them down that path? So you could add in a banner that says subscribe to my email list. Or you could add in an advert that says buy my product, that type of thing. Are there boxes on the front page of that theme that might allow you to do that? Look out for these extras, these little things on that theme front page that could let you guide people down the path that you want them to go. So that's really the two big um, technical things you're looking for in a theme, navigation and calls to action. Other than that, lots of themes have lots of different features. Lots of them allow more customization, so maybe to add uh, more logos in different places, change the colors, change the layout of the page, that type of stuff. Some themes keep it very simple. They actually just keep you to the structure that they set out. Really, uh, there's pros and cons to both. So the more customization a theme allows, the harder it is to use in, in general, the more complicated it is. The simpler a theme is, the easier it is to use. So really, I'm not going to do too many do too much in the way of recommending um, that type of thing, those type of features. I would say just experiment with a few different themes, see what you're looking for, perhaps even start out with something reasonably simple and work your way up if you like. It's not now, in, in terms of swapping themes, when I say that, start with something simple and move up, it's not a great deal to change a theme, but it is a bit of work. So don't undertake that lightly. Don't think that you can install a theme and change it every week just to try different things out. 
And that's not least just because your users will start to get a bit annoyed because the experience will keep changing. It's because you'll keep um, having to reset stuff like navigation, widgets, all that kind of thing. And basically your the path that you're, or the actions that you're trying to get your users to take will be affected by that. Um, you won't be able to really sort of refine how you get people to go through your um, your funnel when they come onto your website, when you want to get them onto your email list, when you want to make, make them become fans, become evangelists for your podcast. You really want to start creating a, a regular experience that you're honing, you're making better and better over time. So that's what we're looking for. Now, where to get these themes. So there's a few different things, um, a few different places that I tend to get my themes. Now, one, uh, two of the most common places that I will buy individual themes are uh, a place called Elegant Themes and another place called Theme Forest. Now, they're very different types of websites, so I'll explain. So Elegant Themes, uh, you can get to Elegant Themes, just go to podcraft.net forward slash elegant. Elegant Themes is a membership site, so you actually pay a yearly fee uh, and that means you have access to all of their themes over that year, including updates to all of those themes. Now, Elegant Themes has quite a big range of themes. They've got, I think the last time I checked, they had maybe 25, 30 different themes, some really nice looking ones. They excel at really attractive themes, so stuff that really sort of blows you away when you see them. Um, really well designed. Uh, and there's a really big range as well. So lots of different topics, lots of different areas and niches. You're bound to be able to find something that really suits the niche that you're in. So if you want to be able to experiment with a range of different themes, try out a few different things, all of pretty good quality, all with a very similar background as well, a very similar admin panel. So they all work on the same type of admin panel. So you can get used to one, um, customize it, and you'll be able to use other ones really easily. So it can be a good option. But if you're only running one site and you only need one theme, it can be a little bit expensive. Um, you're looking at around, I think the last time I looked, it was about $80 for the developer license. So I'm not sure what it was for individual at the moment. In fact, let me just look that up right now. Hold on. Yep, so it's $69 per year for the personal license. So that's what means you can access all of the themes, use them on any website you like, and you just pay that fee per year. So technically that means it is a little bit more expensive than buying an individual theme. But you obviously get all that choice, you get the theme updated all the time, you get a lot of support with it too. The other option is Theme Forest. Now you can go and see Theme Forest at podcraft.net forward slash forest. And you'll find that Theme Forest is actually just a standard type of marketplace. So it just lists lots and lots of different themes and you can buy them all for a one-time fee. So you'll get them for anything between, say, $10 up to $50. Um, and that's just a one-off fee to buy that theme and you'll get updates for that theme for all time and future. Now, the disadvantage of that, obviously, is that if you were to buy a theme in Theme Forest, but suddenly discover a few weeks later, a few months later, it's not working very well for you, then you have to change to another theme. Obviously, you just have to buy another theme uh, and spend that money again. So it's not quite the same in uh, terms of elegant themes in that you can experiment with a few different things for uh, just the same cost. But then again, you can buy them for cheaper. So if you only try two or three themes that all cost you $20, it's still cheaper than uh, the Elegant Themes um, option. Plus, of course, with Theme Forest, you get uh, you don't have a yearly fee, so you get updates to that theme for as long as the team supports it. Now, that is another drawback, possibly, because there's no guarantee that the team that release it on Theme Forest are going to continue to exist, continue to support it. 
Whereas elegant themes as an ongoing service, they're more likely to go for longer. They're more likely to stay around. So you could argue that you're probably safer if you want to, if you think you're going to stick with a theme for the long term, for a few years, which possibly is unlikely, then elegant themes might be the better option in that case. But anyway, whichever you choose, that's the two platforms that I tend to use the most for um, for my uh, themes buying or themes procuring. The last one I'll mention just quickly is one, it's actually a framework rather than a theme itself. And this is if you want to, um, if you're working for a company, say you're creating a business website for your podcast. So you need it to be a bit more unique, a bit more powerful, a lot more customization, um, a lot more to work with. If you get a developer involved as well, then you might want to go for a framework, which is much more customizable. One of the most popular of these, one of the be, the uh, the best around is the Genesis, Genesis, <laughs> the Genesis framework. It's nice and simple to work with, but it does offer you a whole lot of power uh, and it's worth looking into. I'm not going to talk too much about it because it is really just for the special um, case where you do want a lot more power. You're going to be working with a developer, but look into that if it is something you want to do. You can get to that through podcraft.net forward slash Genesis. Okay, so that's enough for themes. So that just leaves me to mention the tutorials. So how to install themes. This is to let you know how to go about installing your own themes. So I mentioned a course that I run on LearnDen a while back uh, on the second first episode. Uh, so you can always get to that. Just go to podcraft.net forward slash WordPress course and you can register uh, on LearnDen, get yourself an account and uh, it'll take you straight to that course. Uh, you can look through it. You can find some uh, instructions on how to install themes, how to go about that whole process uh, and hopefully that'll help you out. There's videos on there um, to help you through the whole thing. So I hope that helps you with installing your themes. Tomorrow, as I mentioned, we're going to go into navigation. So this is one of the most important bits, how to help people navigate through your content, find the good stuff and really become huge fans of your podcast. So I'll hopefully see you on the next episode. I'll talk to you then.